Hello and welcome to the Leash Today Talking Sport podcast. I'm Mark Comerford, joined today by Alan Hartnett and Stephen Miller. How are you, lads? Oh, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Alan is in a sort of a semi-state of uh, depression there because Stradley were knocked out with the Junior B Football Championship last night by Kaleshin in conditions that would be perfect for rugby, Alan, I'd say. It's fair to say. Yeah, I'd say that's a load of lovely playing that last night in rugby. The rain was horrible. Yeah. Not nice. Well, this is our uh, Rugby World Cup series, and we're going to try to get Alan's mind off Strad Valley by um, talking about the rugby and delving straight into things because I want to talk about the anthems. Um, I'm sure even if you haven't seen a match, you've heard the controversy about the anthems. Yeah, absolutely um, desperate. I watched the, I watched most of the France. Um, New Zealand match on Friday evening, and that was a great contest. Um, and you know, when you're at home and you, you have young kids and they're sort of not really paying attention, they're making noise and all that. I was watching the 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 anthem, so I was going to let make they were going to watch the hacker. This was the big thing, and uh, the French national anthem was on just before the hacker. And I was there, is it just me, or is this absolutely desperate? Like, it sounds completely and utterly out of um. Out of sync. Do you remember when they did an, an RT late late special? Was it when Ronnie Drew died? It wasn't when Ronnie Drew died. There was some great trad musician died, and they and late late did a special on a Thursday night, and they did um, the parting glass at the end, and they had all the excellent Irish trad musicians of the last fifty years, and they made a complete and utter stones of it. It was a real example of like too many um, too many cooks too many spoiling cooks. the broth. Exactly, and like this should have been fantastic. <laughs> It was dreadful, and that's what the French national anthem was like on on Friday night. Like opening game of the World Cup in the Stade de France, France against New Zealand. It doesn't really get any bigger than that. My my French isn't wonderful now, but Le Marcel, I <laughs> that's You're such right, an your iconic, wonderful. yeah, such an iconic, uh, such an iconic anthem, and it was absolutely horrific. And I had to, I, I don't like Twitter or X as it's known anymore. I actually had to open up Twitter and see, is everyone else thinking the same as I'm thinking? Is this as bad? And needless to say, yes, it was It was desperate. So I think they're going to cancel. Is it they had a kid's choir or something? Is that what, what it was? Yeah, well, you see, apparently it's not as bad in the stadiums. And it's okay. just, it comes across really badly on TV. But I have to say, the players look very bemused. <laughs> and yeah. the worst thing of all was... Saturday morning when Italy were playing Namibia and everybody realised, oh, it wasn't just for the one game. This is the way it's <laughs> going to be. So World Rugby have said that each country can decide themselves if they want the kids' choir or if they want the normal route. Yeah. So now it's up to teams like Ireland and New Zealand and whatever are going to have to break the hearts of little children and say, no, this thing you've been working on for six months in front of the whole world, you don't get to do it. So I'd say you're going to see a lot more of the kids' choirs. Yeah, was the problem with the, the the French national anthem that they were doing? Was it some type of like hybrid? Was that the problem? To me, it seemed like the kids were singing at a much faster pace <laughs> than all the drunkards in the crowd and the players were yeah. able to keep up with this. Like, how how was it for the Flower of Scotland? I didn't see that match, but I've heard yeah. it was dreadful for every match. Yeah. It was dreadful for every match I saw, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> such such a, a sort of a. Like some of these sporting organizations try and think big, you know, or think think different with some of these gimmicks and that, and uh, that's one yeah. that definitely hasn't worked. It has not worked, mm. but again, go, go ahead, Alan. The the other thing uh, you said, Stephen, you sort of gone off X or whatever. World rugby on Twitter. Have you seen this? Man? Yeah, they, yeah. 
they tweeted out two clips uh, which are described as world class. Now, one was like a no look oh, pass, and then the other was like a lad keeping the ball in play. And it was kind of like, <laughs> okay, if that qualifies as world class, the bar is not very high. I think our was, friend Colin Parkinson tweeted something like, I'm yeah. world class at rugby or something. Because something he'd, do it in his, like he'd be able to do that in his sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just unusual. I was, I just didn't understand it. But, but, but the... that's not that's not the maddest thing though about world rugby and and Twitter. They have banned everybody. They've trademarked hashtag RWC twenty three, and nobody, none of these content creators, because rugby has a very niche audience, and it's it has a huge audience. Like there's an amount of podcasts in that from sort of regular guys no, no media backing like if three red red kings in in limerick um squidge rugby guys like these have massive massive followings and, and big subscribers on patreon and this and they're not allowed to use any of the clips and like if anything these guys are helping to grow the game and grow the audience and all of that in their own sort of irreverent style and rugby rugby world cup are banned you can't no, nobody can share these clips am i reading that one right mark that's the you are indeed yeah. yeah even um there's been a lot of problems with uh itv a lot of people in england are complaining that the itv analysis is rubbish and they were using a clip from rte of bernard jackman of an example of what good analysis could and should yeah. be and the same thing within a few hours World, world rugby had taken it down. Yeah, and there's, um, there's things like, like some of these guys are absolute rugby nerds, and they'll they'll watch a scrum or something, and they'll watch it maybe a hundred times, and they'll spot something, um, and and they'll put it up on Twitter, and all these like mad interested rugby followers will say, "Geez, that's that's fascinating," and look look what look what they spotted there. Whereas world rugby will put up that like clip of the South African guy keeping the ball in play and say it's world class. Whereas yeah. someone like. Someone like Three Red Kings or something will will see something actually really insightful, share it, and this isn't being allowed to happen. No, it's completely counterintuitive, and I wouldn't mind if they were putting out uh, a lot of stuff on their own channels, on their own Twitter and their own YouTube. But there's nothing. I don't. I still don't think they had highlights. I tell you what, they'll be like... doing next, Alan. They'll be banning lads from the Rugby World Cup county board meetings. <laughs> <laughs> They won't be letting them into it anyway. Won't be letting them in, yeah. 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 Well, hopefully there's an awful lot of teething problems in the first week that they can get over because they're getting a lot of flack for it, and rightfully so. um, The the, the thing that is in their favour is that the Rugby World Cup is very long. Like, it's the final isn't until the 28th of October or something. So, like, it's it's not like... I couldn't believe this when I saw it. I was like, what? <laughs> it goes on that long? And how come there's... Is it because they can't play matches? Like, they can only play once a week, is that it? Because, like, you go for days with no game. Like, yeah. we're gone from, what, Sunday to Thursday. Thursday. There's a match tonight. There's no match. Like, it, could they not have read it out a bit that you'd have a match every day? That, like, that's what a World Cup's supposed to be. That's why I no, love the soccer a, World Cup. Because we get, like... Yeah, we get four matches a day and you get to really immerse yourself in it. Whereas... Uh, this is kind of like stop start but I presume that's got to do with the fact that they just can't play in quick succession like that I think it would be physically impossible to play the amount of games that you would need I'm used to it because I've watched like Stephen I've watched most of the World Cups and I'm happy I like the weekend thing it's a kind of a build up to the weekend I wouldn't if they had games on like Samoa versus Chile as the only game that's going to be on on a Tuesday or a Wednesday no one's going to watch it I don't think so okay. as a, yeah. as a, the only thing it would know, be nice it would be nice like that um if there was the game if there was one game at eight o'clock every night or something you know even if it was Samoa and Chile or something at eight o'clock every night but mm-hmm. I get it would be impossible whatever about 
And it, I think this the World Cup is a week longer this time than it was the last time because the the Tier 1 nations were getting their games every weekend, but the Fijis and Tongas, because it's groups of five, it, it, it's it's a little bit more complex. And the, and they, they might have had to, like Fiji or Tonga might have had to play on a Thursday one week and then on a Sunday or maybe on a Sunday and then the Thursday or something like that. And for those countries, that's absolutely impossible. Absolutely. And, and then maybe you have to go a week later again. It's just the build-up is, is impossible. But the, the weekends are great and... I don't know. This weekend isn't this weekend is some wonderful set of fixtures. You'd actually like, if... yeah. Well, they they front loaded it last weekend. They definitely put on a lot of big games, and this week I think is going to suffer somewhat for that. Mm. But at least you're going to see a lot of tries. Yeah, so I'd say you'll see some massive, massive beatings. Like are, are France playing Uruguay and and who are New Zealand playing? Namibia. Namibia. France yes, and Uruguay is tonight. Okay. But what's the handicap? That? Into... that could be about eighty points or something. Before we get into round two, let's have a look back at round one. And um, I'm eager to find out, Alan, if you watched New Zealand and France. I did, yeah. I watched New Zealand and France. Uh, I was very disappointed by New Zealand. I thought to be a lot better than that. Uh, I know that the home thing obviously does make a difference, but um, I just thought France were way too good for them. Um, and yeah, I, 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 you you mentioned about uh, New Zealand was it New Zealand having a lot of injuries? Was that what you were saying beforehand? No, France. Oh, France having a lot of injuries, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I'd hate to see what their proper team is like. So, because that's that exactly. all those injuries are fairly good. Yeah, um, yeah, they were missing four of their starters. So imagine, imagine what it could have been. I yeah, I thought France were also disappointing. Like, I'm sure me and Stephen enjoyed it because, from a rugby purist point of view, it was a really enjoyable game. But as a as a game to advertise rugby, I didn't think it was wonderful. Like it got off to a wonderful like that New Zealand try in the first mm-hmm. couple of minutes, brilliant start, brilliant break up through the middle. That like that's you know my young lad was watching it and that's really exciting. You know you see these big breaks up the middles and these these excellent offloads and that that's really exciting about rugby. And then after that it 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 like if you take that try out of it, New Zealand were very badly beaten and France weren't great either. But they they were comprehensive winners. Um, there's a long way to go. Like they'll, they'll sleepwalk the way through the rest of the pool stages now, uh, but. Uh, look, it's likely. Like Ireland have a chance to play in New Zealand in the quarterfinal. That's beat South Africa. Obviously, it's it's a huge, huge ask. But looking at it the other night, I'd rather be playing New Zealand than France at home. Absolutely. As I was watching it, I was kind of reaffirming my thoughts that yeah, Ireland actually have a really good chance of winning this World Cup. Um, Careful I now. think we could. <laughs> No, I I'm getting more confident by the day because he's like the he's like the lad on the on the ad where you know they've done that ad for rugby. I've heard it over and over again where these different people have been interviewed about the last World Cup. But some lads said I bought the plane <laughs> ticket for the day after the World Cup final. So yeah, that's we, 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 Irish people are not good at that. We we don't like that. We just say no. We'd see how we get on. Like you know, yeah. ah, but sure. Look, I mean, why why shouldn't they? Sure, they like number one. They're number one. Number one. Number one. one rankings. Yeah, and, and they've beaten New Zealand. For- Beat New Zealand four yeah. out of the last five times. Yeah. They've bled them. Like it's time to it's time to step up. Now this whole thing of having to get past the quarter final that doesn't bother me in the slightest. Like I'd I'd have no problem if they went out and played New Zealand in a top class game. Performed like they haven't performed mm-hmm. a lot of the time in big games. Performed and were beaten by a decent New Zealand team, rather than potentially getting to a semi-final by beating Wales or Scotland or someone in a quarterfinal. I know that's not the layout of the fixtures this year. And then go down and not perform in a semi-final against a South Africa or an England or a France or something. Stating where you where you get to in the competition doesn't 
to find whether they got they, they got the best out of themselves. So, look, I think I think uh, the Ireland bet bet hammered Romania. Like, that was a non contest on on Saturday, but it I was enjoyed good. that. Did you? That. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. I like that. I really like the the uh, the how many tries did he get? Twelve. The last one. I really like that one because they were everyone was knackered and you could have just kicked it out of play and sure would have made no difference. But they kept playing and kept playing and kept playing and then they got an absolutely brilliant try at the end. I, I really enjoyed that and I liked the way the the poor old Romanians got a try at the start. That made it kind of interesting for a bit. Was it was it Johnny Sexton with a terrible kick or well yes, or it was. A unlucky was it unlucky more than terrible like I mean it was kind of you know and, and your man your man nipped in and won it off and ran up the side and scored and don't just maybe and for the Romanians I know like Ireland hammered them but they weren't that bad like they they were physical and they I'd say there was a plenty of sore bodies afterwards because there was some ferocious hits and belts in it but they they gave um, as good as got for as long as they could at least yeah yeah I I, I thought they weren't too bad but like Ireland. Ireland were Ireland were good, but from my 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 limited knowledge of the game, I just enjoyed that last try because I thought maybe Ireland teams in the past just kick it out and go on, but they were fairly ruthless and determined to score. That's Andy Farrell. Uh, that's an Andy Farrell thing. It's his mentality that you keep going and you put yourself in potential danger because against South Africa or Scotland, they might need a try at the very end from their own try line. So it's good practice to. To get it out, but it was amazing, and especially for Ty Burton, who's the size he is, to still be able to run the length of the pitch after eighty minutes was very impressive. He's a fantastic um, player. Did you see? Did you see? He did an interview yesterday, and every so often, different players are put up for interview. And like Keith Earls was up yesterday, and Keith Earls rocks into the into the interview. You know, wearing the Ireland rugby t-shirt and the shorts and the the, the flip flops or whatever. And Earls goes out, and Ty Burton comes in in a full suit. <laughs> they're there. What's this about? Like, and he he explained most of the interview. I was reading it this morning on the forty two is because he was late for a meeting, a team meeting, and uh, he had the, the the I think they're James Ryan, Jack Conan, and Dave Kilkine are the sort of the they're the disciplinary team or whatever. And if there's a whole load of punishments for different things, and he had to spin the he had to spin the roulette, and the thing was that he had to do his press conference in a full suit. So there he Lovely. is, like a <laughs> big black suit, white shirt. He looked he looked great, like you know. But uh, and he said he actually he he actually got off lightly enough because one of the other punishments is he has to do a two minute dance silently when everyone else has to be silent in front of the full squad. So <laughs> yeah, I love some of those rugby punishments. All right. Yeah, just if anyone is um, obviously Romania or Ireland beat Romania last weekend. There's a fascinating history to Romanian rugby going back to their dictatorship in the eighties, and they were a communist country, and they were overturned. And the, the, uh, again, my pronunciation isn't isn't right, but the, the Romanian dictator he was killed on Christmas Day in the late nineteen eighty nine, I think. Romania had a fabulous rugby team in the nineteen eighties, and they were they were nearly going to be the sixth nation in the six nations, um, because he. I think he'd been educated in France and loved rugby and he viewed rugby as the way to portray Romania and communism to the to the wider world. And like to beat France, I think they might have beaten New Zealand, to beat Ireland. Um in 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 test in they, they got to the stage where Romania were so good that they gave t- caps for games against uh against Romania, whereas they wouldn't give caps for games against like the Tonga, Argentina back in those times. And um 
No, just, just really interesting. And Munster, the, all the Irish teams, they, they played Ireland in, in Lansdowne Road one time and they also played Munster, Leinster and Ulster and beat all of Munster, Leinster and Ulster uh, on this tour. And all the provinces over the next couple of years had to go back one year after another. And there's a fascinating feature on the 42 about the time Munster went there. And uh, they played three games and they played like the Moldovan national team, which was, which was it, well, it was billed as the Moldovan national team. And Munster were billed as the only team to beat the All Blacks. This was huge of going over. And uh, oh, they, got, they got hammered in one of the games. And they, they, they used to get their dinner every day in this, in this hotel was like um, a, a, sort of a pork chop and an apple. That's what they were fed. <laughs> and uh, they reckon they couldn't understand why the, why the, some of the, the rugby players weren't, um, weren't losing weight or weren't getting sick. They weren't more like they were being up it was horrific. But the, the Shannon guys on the trip from, from Shannon Rugby Club in Limerick, one of them owned the butchers and they had vacuum packed a whole load of meat. So the Shannon lads used to go up used to go up to the hotel room and have their own own dinner after the actual dinner. And uh, the, the the joke was Colin Tucker who who played he died a couple of years ago, but he um I'm not sure if he's captain or pack leader or whatever, but he, he used to be saying in the speeches, like, we're all in this, lads, together. We're all in it together. There is this shit all out in Romania. And then they all found out that Tucker and the Shannon lads were back up in the hotel room having their own dinner <laughs> that the meat they brought from Limerick. But the, the other mm-hmm. other great one from that was Moss Key, another legend passed too soon and lived in Port Arrington. But Moss, um, one of the games, Moss was uh, retired or not arrested. And he did touch judge. <laughs> he had to do touch judge. He was the official touch judge. And it was, it was a big crowd at this match. And Moss was completely deliberately biased towards every every ball that went out. He was given to Munster. And like he was wearing an old mouldy rugby jersey and dirty shorts and the whole lot of us. It uh Kieran Kennedy on the 42 has has a couple of fascinating features. And he did, did an interview with the, the Romanian, I think it was a second row from that time. They, they played Scotland in, in an international match, and the Romanian second row broke out of the hotel and sought political asylum. And uh, oh. and yeah, lived lived in England for the rest of his time. His wife and uh, his wife and daughter followed him over afterwards. Now, communism, the, the 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 dictator was killed and over and overthrown, and but his father was in the police in in Romania, and he was fired the next day because the son had uh, had fled the country. Now, when it was all overthrown, he got his job back in that. But re- really, really interesting stuff, but not relevant to today or anything. <laughs> A good history oh. lesson, nonetheless. Oh. When when you mention second rows, actually, who's the lad we have? Um, McCarthy, is that his name? Joe yeah, McCarthy, Joe yeah. McCarthy. He's very good. I never saw him before. Was he the other way? You, you, I think that was uh, his second game for Ireland. Was it? Was it only his second game? Yeah. Maybe third. And, and he's, he's, he's young, is he? 21, I think. Yeah. Wow. He played yeah, in the yeah, school's cup final massive. in like 2019. Jesus. Yeah, I think he only made his debut for Leinster like start last season. He's yeah. very fresh. And where's he from? Uh, born from? in the USA, yeah. but moved here yeah. as a baby. I think his parents went are to, Irish, so he went. To, he went to Black Rock. His, oh, he's definitely a D four head. I heard his interview. Yeah. All right, his, his 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 um his his father's from from Tipperary somewhere, and his mother's from Cork. His brother his brother Paddy is on the Ireland under twenty team this year. He's a prop. Very very exciting talent. I can only yeah. imagine what size that man is. Yeah yeah. <laughs> That's Joe McCarthy. Yeah, you know he's a big, big unit. All right, is he the guy he's... that um that held Craig Casey's hand coming out? He pretended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if he gets selected now because they could pick any kind of a team against Tonga. Like Johnny Sexton wants to Tonga play. Tonga are not too bad though, are they? Like, are, are they? They was it one of them? Which was either Tonga or 
Uh, which one of them played Wales? Was that Tonga? Uh, that was Fiji. No, Fiji. Was Fiji. It was is Fiji that almost beat Wales? Right? I wasn't. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a great game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were very unlucky at the end not to actually beat them. Aside from the refereeing, which I thought was yeah. disgraceful, properly disgraceful, it put me in a bad mood watching it. Um, <laughs> it really did. Like I, I, like they were robbed. I couldn't. I could not stomach it. I had to turn it off. I thought the officiating was absolutely embarrassed. Um, did they have a chance at the end to win it and dropped it or something like that? I, I was that in my head. They did, yeah. Now, in fairness, they dropped yeah. it four or five times and they should have won even with the terrible refereeing, but they did. I'd say, it'll be, the I'd say it'll be goose. I'd say Fiji will be goose this week against Australia because they emptied themselves. That That's what get those, gets those teams. And that's why Ireland has um, the, the, the old cliche, the potential banana skin. Tonga didn't play last weekend, so they're being able to gear up for this one properly the rest weekend, last weekend, go hammer and tongs at it and then probably bottom out afterwards. But I'd say Fiji, because of that, could be under pressure against Australia, even though Australia aren't good by any means. Um, it's sort of... Tonga, have, Tonga have a lot of uh, former All Blacks and former Australians in their team with the new rule that means uh, if you haven't played for your country for three years or more, you can play for say, the country of your birth or the country of your descendancy. So they have five, six, seven lads who used to play for the All Blacks that will be playing for Tonga this weekend. Um, so I think you could see a stronger-than-expected Ireland team, maybe yeah. even Johnny Sexton, although I, I'd probably give Johnny maybe 20 minutes off the bench. Yeah, that'd be um, my approach to it. That'd be my approach to it as well. Um, I suppose another one we're going to have to talk about is England because they shocked everybody. Um, they were expected to lose. They were expected to lose handy, and they went out. They got a man sent off after two or three minutes, and they still managed to beat Argentina. That's surely not a red card, is it? I was definitely but, harsh. Yeah, and and he's after getting a ban now. On top of that, I think I saw there yesterday that he's after he's after having an extra. I don't know. I I thought it was just very, 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 very unlucky. Sure, his eyes are closed and everything. Just not even. I don't know what is the rule on that. Like, you're supposed to be in control of your body. Is that the is that the rule? Is basically if if you're in a position to make head to head contact, you just don't make the challenge at all. If that means the player can run past you and score a try, so be it. You're not supposed to put yourself or the other players in a risk of head collisions because it's simply too dangerous. Okay. You have you have one of the lads who played in the England twenty oh three team that won the World Cup, Thompson. And he can't remember winning the World Cup. He can't remember his wife's name. You know, and he's... It's a whole, whole lot of these cases coming down the line. Yeah. I thought, the, I th- I thought the, the commentary... I think I had ITV on. Was it ITV on for that one? And they kept I'm referencing... Sure I was on the Irish. Uh, yeah, they kept referencing... George Ford got all these savage drop calls in the first half. They were absolutely brilliant. And I'm, I love an old drop call. But... Uh, they kept referencing, like, Johnny Sexton 2003. And, like, they, what the, they Ford got three drop calls. And I referenced it last week... Um, the South African guy, oh, that got five drop goals. Against, yeah, against England. Yeah, in 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 ninety nine. Yeah, can't remember his name now. I remember it last week. That was the first thing that came to my head. Was I was <laughs> imagining <laughs> you at home, giddy with all these drop goals going over. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the only team. Yan- that Yanni the beer. Less... Yanni the beer was his name. Well, remember. he only he only played for South Africa ten or eleven times. <laughs> he scored five drop goals at a World Cup quarter final, in, all in the second half. England were mucked though. Like, they've no go forward. They've no plan. I know they were down to 14 men and fair play. They won whatever way they could. But even if they do make it to a semi-final, I think they're awful. They're awful to watch. 
Yeah, they are off. No... But they're a good, they are a good World Cup team, and they're a good Cup team in the old traditional sense. Just with Tonga at the weekend, um, I mentioned it last week about Trevor Brennan boxing the head off. Uh, oh, that's right. That ninety nine, and lo and behold, I was just looking up Tonga there, and who the Tonga manager is Totu Kefu, who 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 absolutely opened up uh, Trevor Brennan in that match. First of all, I think he got a two game ban afterwards, but uh, he was a serious. Uh, He's a serious player. Like he, he was on the Australia got to the World Cup final in '99 and '03, and they bet the Lions in '01 in 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 the Test series in Australia. And Kefu, he wasn't on the '03 team, but he won the World Cup in '99 and he played all three Tests. He was on that team that bet the Lions. That was a great Lions series in 2001. Um, but he he he's from Tonga. He's sort of an example of a guy who was born in Tonga, grew up in Australia, played for Australia. And then went back and he's managing. He's managing a good while now. But they beat France. They beat France in in the '11 World Cup. And they beat Japan, and they would have went out of the group if they had to beat Canada, and they lost to Canada. Yeah, uh, you don't seriously think they're going to trouble Ireland, do you? No, but they could. They'll be a long way better than Romania, which wouldn't be oh, hard. They definitely will. Yeah, we're not going <laughs> to score eighty something points this weekend. That's yeah. a fact. But I think Ireland by twenty. Oh, yeah, they'd be happy. I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I think it'll be a game for oh, a bit longer. Yeah. But there, there, there's no, there's no way. Uh, there's no way this Irish team they've just come far too far. That those old days of the chance of being sickened by a team like this. Although Japan did beat them in the last World Cup, and and Japan were a lot further the... on than Tonga are now. Okay. Like Japan, Japan that was Japan were at home. They had been preparing. Mm. Like I will never forget what the Japanese coach said at the time uh, about that win. He said, "We've been preparing to play Ireland for four years. Yeah. They've been preparing to play us for a week." Yeah. So. You know, that's a different story. That's not going to happen with Tonga. I think we'll get the bonus point within an hour, make a load of substitutions, and see it out. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Sexton passed. So, uh, uh, he's 10 points off O'Gara's record, I think, isn't he? Something like yeah. that. Uh, yeah. he, he nearly made it last week with them two tries. Yeah. Um, fair play to him. He'll, I have him on the bench this week, I think. In South Africa, the following week in, in Toulouse. Or, uh, no, sorry, France, the following week in, in the South of France. South Africa, yeah. South Africa the following week, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and we got the news this morning that Malcolm Marks, uh, one of their top two or three players, he's out for the rest of the tournament. Good. He's their hooker. <laughs> Good, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Hate to see players injured, especially great players like him, but if it's going to help us, brilliant, bring it on. Yeah. Um, I hope we get to see a bit of Dan Sheehan this weekend and then get him back because they're the two best hookers in the world. And... Um, you know, he lost the third best hooker in the world last week, the French guy, Julian Marchand. So there's more and more top players getting injured. And luckily, yeah. it doesn't seem to be happening to us just yet. So, so far, so far. So far. You know, I'd say there could be a couple of injuries this weekend against Tonga. Yeah, and like Tonga, South Africa, and Scotland, one game. There will be injuries. There absolutely will be injuries. Will, but, yeah. uh, the only thing about the Rugby is. World Cup, you can call guys up. You know, your squad doesn't get smaller and smaller squad. Like that was in the Soccer World Cup, you can't you can't bring in anyone. You have your squad of twenty three and that's it. Uh, what match are you making Alan watch this weekend? I think Ireland Tonga has to be Ireland Tonga, okay. Eight o'clock Saturday. Eight o'clock uh, Saturday. Indeed. Uh, will I be home from Moore Park? I possibly won't, but I'll I'll get I won't the be far half. off it. What what time is far it? off it? I think it's five and a half, six in the more part. Oh, ah, yeah, no, I won't be too far off. Just, just make sure, make sure that there's no extra time or anything. Have a word with whoever. Yeah, I'll have a word with the lads. And uh, the, the other thing, Mark, then I was waiting here for you to mention it, but you haven't, so I'm gonna have to bring it up myself. We we set up our fantasy league, and and we like to tell the people, <laughs> which like to tell the people who's top in fantasy league. Yes, go ahead, you hustler. <laughs> 
I got in some um, Italian fella to play out half, and he got like 71 points or something. So, um, and then I had some fella from, is he Japanese, got 50 odd points. I don't know who half of them are like, so I was just going along and picking fellas that fit into my budget. So I, I am my, top of the table, yeah. My am I bottom? Had, you are bottom, Steve. Yes, yeah. Yeah, my son had told me to pick that Italian guy, Garbisi. And I said, no, 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 the Australians are going to score far more points against Georgia. And I was wrong. And you and my son were correct. <laughs> and um, so now, yeah, I'm about 40 or 50 points off you. How many points have I made? I, I, didn't, I, I, picked, I did a quick pick team. We should have put on this in, in earlier time. And we could have put out the code for anyone that was in it that could uh, join in. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a last the... minute thing. We were doing it an hour before yeah. the, the France New Zealand yeah. game, but uh... some random person has joined us. I don't know who that is. You know who that is? Charlie D. Yeah, there's a four person in our league. We don't know who he is. I'm thinking of kicking him out now. If he's going up above me, he'll be put <laughs> out. out, out. I, I think he might be in my Port Arlington uh, rugby one as well. So I'll have to have a look. How, I don't know did, who he is. How did he get in? I have no idea how he got in. Is, is there not a code? Is it, yeah, is but yeah. I, I think I met him at a public so I think they all come oh, up on the side and you can just okay. click on it, like you know. So, all right. um, okay. but anyway, well, if he starts getting too high a score, <laughs> now he'd be, he'd be turfed out, yeah. right? Well, believe it, you are, Charlie, you're welcome to join in. Yeah, we'll leave it. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Dad. over and out. Good luck. God bless. Goodbye.